frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm going to make him an offer again with you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. Film church. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Hello and welcome to Film Church Radio. This is the podcast that treats cinema as a religion. It's Sunday, I'm Lewis. And I'm Brandon. And we are here to talk about movies. Each week, Brandon and I alternate picking a film for us both to watch and discuss. This week I picked The Marvels from 2023, (laughs) a film that has not reached expectations for the mighty MCU. Um, And I decided it would be a good idea to pick pick it apart and see where the MCU goes from here. If you want to know what we're watching next week, stick around to the end of the show. Brandon will be enlightening us. Um, can't wait. It's going to be good, I'm sure. Um, before we jump in to talking about movies um, and going in details, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Um, yeah, it's great that you're here. We appreciate everyone that's listened to one episode, five, ten, a hundred. Um, if it's your first time here, hello, welcome. Pull up a pew, go look at all our old um, episodes that have been streaming for the past like two and a half years, and yeah, join the church. We also have well, we have them all streaming on good podcast platforms, and you can find us at Film Church Radio on all the social medias. We also have merchandise, and that is linked in the show notes below. So if you want to share your love of the Film Church, you can do just that. Um, we've had a few orders fly in, so thank you so much. Um, we're excited that people are buying it. It's great. Um, yeah, before we discuss the f- main film, which again was the Marvels, Brent and I are going to talk about some other films. And this week it's going to be a bit weird because we're going to talk about some of the films that are new releases. We don't do this very often. Normally it's kind of all over the place. Um, but yeah, we're both going to be talking about two films. The first of which is the new film from David Fincher, The Killer, from this year. Um, Went straight to Netflix. Did you catch it on Netflix or did you get it in the cinema? No, I watched it on Netflix. Me I, too. I wanted to go see it in cinemas, but yeah, I mean, is it? It was just very limited, right? It was like one week, or yeah, yeah, not it, yeah. I think that contractually, I think isn't it Oscar thing that they have to have at least a week mm-hmm. in the cinemas before it comes to streaming. That sounds right. So they have to put it out there for, but it's literally maybe, you know. 100 screens it's not a lot yeah so yeah david fincher new film reason for celebration what did you think yeah um i was super hyped because the last thing that he put out was was it gone girl i think so yeah mm-hmm. and then he did oh the, mank he, oh mank yeah i haven't seen mank mm-hmm. i got i need to watch that yeah i always forget that's david fincher yeah, for sure. Is it is Mank good? I like Mank a better? lot. Is it yeah. better than this? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I like Mank. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh you know, it was okay. It it um <laughs> I was I was mm-hmm. hyped about it and I put it on with um Sarah and my sister and my brother in law. My brother in law fell asleep within the first like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it is a and, film to be able to sleep to. Yeah. And 
Sarah was like, what else did he do? And I was like, Gone Girl, Fight Club, like. Yeah. And then so as soon as the movie, as soon as the movie opened, she was like, this is like the opening to Fight Club. Yeah. I was like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked the opening. Mm. Um, And then it, I don't know, as it went on, I was just like, mm. Yeah. That's okay. I just got I mean, the feeling that we'd seen it all before. There was nothing yeah. in there that I was like, oh, this is interesting. Right, yeah. Just like, okay. You know, we've seen this before. I'm not sure what the big draw was, whether it was just because it seemed like a very intimate, lower budget thing, mm-hmm. you know? You know what it kind of felt like? It felt like a, uh, is his name? I feel like I'm going to butcher his name. Denny Villeneuve. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. I felt like one of his movies. Mm. Do you like his yeah. movies? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. It felt I was kind of like, like it was going one way yeah, or the other. Yeah. It felt a bit kind of like Sicario or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I think a lot of films, like, they're, I don't know, the stylistically are starting to blend together now. Yeah. Everybody's trying to, everybody's trying to look like Roger Deakins. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really emulate it. It's, um, he's very, yeah. yeah, he's great. Yeah. I was very underwhelmed. I think that like, it looked really nice and Michael Fassbender's really good in it, but it's just very vanilla. Yeah. And Fassbender hasn't been in anything in a while. No. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, I can remember because it showed at the London Film Festival earlier this year. I remember reading about it, being like hyped. I was like, this is going to be so good. Yeah. So tight. Like, such a good thriller. It just wasn't. I mean, Gone Girl is such, is so thrilling, you know, as it's like Seven and even Social Network is like, you know, really gripping. I say even Social Network, it might be his best. Um, But this just didn't seem to have any of the tension for me. I didn't really care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, well, you, you don't really care about the character that much. No, yeah. it's like you don't know that much about him, and you know it's supposed to be. You know, he's reiterating all these ideas in his mind as far as like how how to be professional. Um, but then he, you know, and that's the most gripping part is because sometimes he'll do the opposite of what he just told himself to do. Yeah. But, but then it just gets repetitive, and you're like, okay, I I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not necessarily annoyed by yeah. anything with the movie. Yeah. It's just like I kind of wanted a little more. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's like you know it. That that's the thing is, you're you're comparing it to his other movies. Exactly. So it's like, yeah. It's hard to yeah. be. It's hard to separate yourself from it and be like, was this good? Like, would I? You know, if this was made by an up-and-coming indie filmmaker, would I be like, that was amazing? Or Yeah. You know. I know. I think that it's, it is typical Netflix fare. It's like, it'll pass away the time, and it's not like... Well, you don't have to pay super close yeah, attention. Yeah, get me out of this. But it's, <laughs> but it's not, you know, groundbreaking. It's not brilliant. You can make dinner while you're watching this movie. Yeah. I remember that they went through that, especially with COVID. It was like Marriage Story and then The Irishman. And I was yeah. like, okay, now we, we're we going to ha- have like the heyday of Netflix. And it just didn't, hasn't materialized. No. 
but they do so much so it's like yeah exactly you can't it's all over the place yeah it's true so yeah i mean three stars from me i think it could have yeah it could have been a lot better i think that's what i gave it yeah Mm. um i mean the fight scene was intense yeah well made and stuff yeah love a good fight scene yeah definitely but um you know you get the same out of John Wick and John Wick yeah. is that whole movie. I mean, John Wick is that fight scene, but the whole movie. Exactly. <laughs> and you can also not care about the characters in that movie either. Yeah. It's um, very true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very sterile. It's hard to make a, cause I know what they were going for. The, the, the killer himself, he's like, he's not supposed to be likable because he's a killer, you know, yeah. but on the, you just lose, any kind of empathy or investment in his story with that. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to tread a real fine line for the anti-hero to, to really work. And this, I yeah. don't think it does. Yeah. But, hey, talking about anti-hero, um, we both went to see Taylor Swift, not together, yeah. um, separately. But I mean, one of the biggest concert movies ever, uh, and yeah, I mean, cinema probably one of the one of the biggest grossing films of the year too. I would say. Yeah, I mean, let's right? have a look at the box office. We're going to bring this up when we get to the main thing. It's currently sitting at eleven. In of for the, the year for the year, yeah, the eleven. Ah. Um, so it's made one hundred seventy-five million. Wow. Um, with no distributor, it's coming straight from her, which is insane. Yeah, that is crazy. So yeah, see, I mean, that that is crazy because so, it's like yeah, it could change the way that we see movies forever. Yeah, well, um, one thing that happened they they took a while to they they got rid of the it's like the Paramount decrees or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that were around for you know since the nineteen thirties yeah or something. I think it's around it's twenties or thirties uh, where. Movie theaters, movie studios couldn't own movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they couldn't, you know, produce and exhibit their own films. Yeah. Because back in the day of early cinema, they would, you know, there would be cinemas where you could only go and see Paramount movies. Yep. Hence why there's so many see... theaters called the Paramount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... In order to kind of, um, I guess the thinking was if they made a law where, you know, movie studios couldn't own movie theaters, then yeah. it would allow mom and pop theaters to open and, you know, be owned by local people and yeah. still show a variety of films. That's right. Yeah. So that's the way it's been. That's the way. Anybody that's alive today has grown up going to see movies. Mm-hmm. Is you go to a movie theater and there's a variety of films from a variety of studios and a variety of genres, mm. and you can kind of pick what you want to see. Um, and that, I mean, nobody obviously. I mean, it was a big deal when I heard about it, but obviously, like people aren't into cinema like you and I necessarily. Yeah, and I think it happened in 2020, so obviously there was a lot more going on. Everybody was like, COVID, COVID. And I was like, the Paramount decrees. 
<laughs> not really but uh but i think it did happen around yeah. that time so obviously yeah. like i mean nobody cared anyway but it was like there's a lot more going on uh so there's that and yeah. like and because of that i think that helped pave the way a little bit for taylor swift to just go in there and be like hey amc you want to just go in business with me and mm you know, distribute my film and get more of the profits because you're not, you know, the studio yeah, no is studio not. Yeah, taking a cut, yeah. Yeah. And of course, like any sane person, they were like, um, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it's and it's paid off. I mean, yeah, worldwide, like 246 million. Um, yeah, and it's an incredible experience. You know, it's a really well-made concert movie. Yeah. Um, that isn't boring you know it's i didn't know the songs that well if at all but i was still like entertained the whole way through and you can yeah, see exactly. the obsession she's a very talented performer yeah yeah dude she just like uh yeah and i'm kind of the same as you I, i'm not i mean obviously i don't know who taylor swift is mm-hmm. i know some of her songs mm-hmm. but like i've never pulled up spotify and listened to a taylor swift album yeah. or even song yeah. You know, just on my own. But it was amazing to me, like, how many songs I knew of hers mm-hmm. watching that yeah. concert. Yeah. This is so many. Yeah. And and then not only that, it's like, of course I went in skeptical. I'm a dude who doesn't listen to Taylor Swift going <laughs> yeah. to see the Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> I'm going in with yeah. my arms crossed, like, okay, come on. Like, yeah. this is going to be go. like, you know. And then, yeah, she comes out on stage and she's just, like, so incredibly charming. Mm-hmm. and uplifting and um and it just made me feel good like right away i was like taylor swift cares about me yeah yeah <laughs> i think she does as well you know <laughs> yeah i mean she does seem like a genuine person yeah. who cares about people you yeah. know and like appreciates you know the level she's gotten to and yeah the whole thing was super super fun and entertaining and and amazing performance yeah. from her and her you know, whole crew and set was incredible. Stage was incredible. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else was I going to say? Um, I can't remember. But, I mean, obviously the level of production was um, insanely good. Like, that's always blowing – that always blows my mind yeah. with concerts like that is, like, the amount of uh, tech – Mm-hmm. And work that goes into the stage design and like, yeah. like being able to like bring in and out different elements for the different songs and and eras and and all of that and yeah. then obviously it's shot really well. I I don't I didn't I don't think I saw a camera. It was amazing. Yeah, I don't think I saw a camera in no. any of the shots. It's like how how did they do this? I was just <laughs> like watching that part of yeah. it too because there's obviously so many angles because it cuts so many times. But I never see another camera in the shot. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, and obviously the editor probably edited around that. Yeah, but yeah. Still, it's pretty dang mm-hmm. crazy for yeah. three hours, and it didn't feel like three hours. It didn't feel like three hours. No, it felt very tight and um, concise. You know, um, yeah. I can't wait for it to release it on home video so that she can save physical media as well. 
Like, let's keep it going. You know, that keep would be saving cool. yeah. everything. You know, get people buying it. So. Yeah, I'm so surprised by how many new movies just don't even put out in 4K. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the whole Christopher Nolan's been saying a lot at the moment about physical media is the one way that you can guarantee that your favorites will not disappear, you know, from streaming services and stuff. And, um, you know me, I'm a big advocate for it as well. So, um, yeah, please release it on home video. I will buy it just because. Yeah. <laughs> I could save it. I, I, I don't know. It's like, cause I was looking for, I was looking at Clerks 3 earlier and they yeah. only released it on Blu-ray. And yeah. it's not really like Kevin Smith's decision. No. It's, it's like just the studio, the studio. Or yeah. And I guess they don't want to, it probably costs more to put it on 4K than Blu-ray. So okay, like, I mean. But it's silly. Yeah, it's so it is silly. silly. Yeah. Oh, well. Like, I don't know. I mean, how... <sighs> I could go on another rant. I don't understand like the people. It it just blows my mind that the people that r- make those decisions don't love movies like we do. This is the yeah. This is the very frustrating thing. I mean, especially like, I mean, we're going to talk. I think probably at Disney as well, but their approach to any kind of conservation or um, I don't know, just like celebration just lies within putting something new out for content you know so they took over the 20th century fox library and um it is from what i was reading articles about at the time and it is notoriously hard to get disney to let you show anything so if you're an independent cinema and you want to show like bambi for example it will become it will be near on impossible to get the you know to be able to show bambi because they're so protective of their own stuff. They don't like letting it out. They don't like doing, you know, letting independent places show their films. And they're doing the same with the 20th century. Like, they are just, like, holding it close. So there's going to be no physical media of any of these releases. There's going to be no, like, screenings of them that aren't issued from Disney. You know, all this is just going to be... Yeah, it's awful. And yeah. 20th Century Fox, you know, Fox has been going one of the long, oldest studios in Hollywood. They, I mean, John Ford worked there extensively. You know, all these old films that deserve proper restoration will just sit in vaults, not being touched because they don't want anyone to make money off their properties. It's disgusting. But they could make money off of it. And... This is what I'm saying. Just, Just give me... The opportunity to decide whether I want to buy on physical media or not. Yeah. Or at least <clears throat> set up a deal with like one of the, you know, especially for the classic ones, like talk to Criterion, talk to Kino, talk to someone who distributes these films and has an audience that can be yeah. like, okay, we're going to do a special Warner Brothers line of like their classic films. I'd be down yeah. for that. Number the spine and I'm going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so it's. Yeah. Kevin Smith was even talking about this. Obviously, I've been listening to him a lot recently. Mm. He was talking about how the Clerks cartoon that he put out in the early 2000s, is, or maybe it was late 90s, is now owned by Disney. Oh. Like Disney has the rights to it. So he like was talking to his agent, and he's like, hey, can't we put that on Hulu? Like, Let's yeah. put it out there and see if it does anything, and then maybe we can like reboot the show. Yeah. And... um. 
his agent called him back and was like, they're not taking any meetings. He's yeah. like, what? Yeah. He's like, just let me get in the room with them. He's like, they said no. <laughs> it's just like, Ridiculous. what? Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> like, they won't even, like, they own, like, you could just put that out. Like, yeah. Like, my God, dude, they have so much content. Just put it out there. Well, like, you have these streaming services. Yeah. Six months ago, um, I think it was six months, probably a little longer, they took a lot of stuff off Disney Plus, including, like, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Which was their launch show? Like, it's one of the shows that they launched the platform with. What? And they just and it's removed gone. it. Yeah. So there'll be no way to see it on home video because it didn't get any kind of release. It's not even on the streaming service it was made for anymore. So it's just gonna sit on a desktop somewhere forever, never to be seen again. That's like just... it's ridiculous. <sighs> it's like you don't have a capacity. I'm sure for like content you can keep on there. You know. But they'll just take it off. It may, it's boggling. I don't know. I guess that's yeah. it. I mean, is it just um, the way the capitalist system works? I guess. They, I mean, know, more people are probably... money by taking it off. Yeah, more people are probably watching the seven-minute Lego shorts that they're making than they will the Jeff Goldblum series again. So they'll take it off. Insane. Uh. Yeah, insane. So Disney Plus is just going to become TikTok at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Because most of the original content they put out is like under 10 minutes. Yeah, so it's just going to be, they're just going to like do whatever the AI algorithm tells them to do. Yeah. And then eventually it's just going to be like yeah, a two-second fart video mm-hmm. next to a two-second burp video. Yep. That'll be it. Cool. And the price will keep going up and up. And up. <laughs> $50 a month. This is it. This is it. Uh, it's yeah. going to be like, uh, it's going to be like idiocracy. <laughs> yeah, it will. Yeah, it's just going <laughs> to keep progressing to that point. I mean, just, I don't know. You know, just do something. You've got National Geographic on there. Just do like a classic film box or, you know, just let people discover these films. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't just think you know what people want because you're probably wrong. Yeah, and that's the fun thing too is like discovering something within a service that maybe nobody else is watching. Yeah. But that you find and you love. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, <sighs> I know it's a, it's a sad state of affairs. And I think was it Paramount that plus that cut their like online library by sixty five percent recently. Like they just took loads of films off, including like Scream. That's so crazy. It's yeah. like why would I even pay for these services? Ex- yeah, exactly. Because they get you. You know. I mean, disclaimer: I am paying paying for Paramount Plus, but that's just because of the Frasier reboot. But who knows how long that'll stick around? You know, probably never see it again. So. Have you seen uh have you seen the trailers for the I think it's called The Curse? I haven't. Emma Stone and Ooh, Nathan Fielder. Nathan Fielder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have that seen it. That looks really good. Yeah. And uh set one of the Safety brothers. Mm-hmm. Looks good. It does look good. Yeah. I'll have to try and watch that at some point. Yeah. Um I feel like we're getting close to kind of talking about 
our main features. Did you want to jump into it? Let's do it. <clears throat> okay. This is our feature presentation. It is the Marvels from 2023. The letterbox summary is higher, further, faster, together. Carol Denvers, aka Captain Marvel, has reclaimed her identity from the tyrannical Kree and taken revenge on the supreme intelligence. But unintended consequences see Carol shouldering the burden of a destabilized universe. When her duties centered to an anonymous wormhole linked to a Kree revolutionary, her powers become entangled with that of Jersey City superfan Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel, and Carol's estranged niece. Now, Sabre astronaut Captain Monica Rambo. Together, this unlikely trio must team up and learn to work in concert to save the universe. Bomb, bomb, bomb. The 30-something or other, 34th movie of the MCU. Um, would you have gone to see it in cinemas if I had not picked it? Is the first question. Uh, maybe not. Um... It it would have depended on my availability. Yeah. But um like my sister and my brother in law have been wanting to see it, but they've been busy. Me and Sarah have been busy. Um and so if you know, it would have had to be like, Oh, we all have a free night and we all want it like we're going, so Yeah. You know, whatever. So, cause we went me and Sarah went and then and they were busy and they couldn't go. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't see Ant Man in the cinemas, and no. I had kind of planned to, but I just didn't get around to it. Um, because it's just well, my schedule's a little all over the place, uh, so it's it's hard to go sometimes. But um, you know, it's like with there was a uh, Multiverse of Madness, and then there was Black Panther two. And then there was Ant Man. All three were like, eh, yeah, not, yeah, not, not that interesting. Not that. It's like it's weird because it's like, and Guardians three was after that, and Guardians three was good, but in in the scope of the MCU, the we I think I've been trained now to. Just like, okay, what do I need to know for the next thing? Yeah. It's yeah. like homework. Mm -hmm. And in terms of this movie, spoilers, the only thing you need to know is the three girls become a team and one of them is now in the X-Men universe. That's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah. You you could skip this movie. You can boil movie. it down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can skip this movie. And as long as you know that, you can watch the next movie. Yeah. Well, and the next so movie it's like, is Deadpool. So it's like in that universe. Oh, okay. so it's just like so she of might be in the movie. Yeah, I mean, for will she though? She'll be in it for maybe a second. She'll be in the background or say hello. I was yeah, yeah, part of the Marvels. I'm like okay, you know, it's all. All these characters are on the board, leading to nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so. Yeah, it, it just it just feels like homework now instead of like, hey, let's go watch a, a good movie. Mm. Yeah. Um, which which kind of sucks, but the movie's okay. I mean, it's not the worst MCU film I've ever seen. 
No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> seems like you might have a different opinion. But, I mean, there's so much trash talk about this movie right now. Yeah. Um, that I don't really want to pile on to that necessarily. No, I did. I did note down some positives, which we'll talk about as well. It's not. It's not my least favorite MCU movie. Yeah. Um, it's pretty low. But here's the thing: this movie is not made for thirty-year-old white dudes. You know, should it's it not even not in like. Should it be like we've got to make it for a white guy? That's that came out wrong. But I, I think that's a broader question about target audience. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there there is a target audience here, and I think um, maybe the marketing wasn't so good on this movie because I, you know. It's pretty obvious, I guess, when you watch the trailer that, like, oh, this movie is made for young girls. But mm-hmm. I didn't really think about that. No. I was. I mean, I'm not a young girl, so I'm not, like, you know. Yeah. I'm not like, oh, this movie's for me. But um, I don't know. It's like I didn't, I didn't really see any. It's like when Spider-Man came out, like, they had this thing with Burger King. Mm-hmm. Where you could go get a Spider Man burger and it was like red or whatever, which is yeah, disgusting. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. where's the yeah. where's the like marketing to little girls? And maybe it's because I'm not like doing little girl things, so maybe they did yeah. market to <laughs> in those areas. I don't know what they are, but like, you get what I'm saying? It's I know, like, yeah. I don't I don't know that that they marketed this film right. Cause, no, they didn't. Um, because, you know, I I mean, sitting in the theater, I mean, I, I watched it, I, did it come out last week, like a week and a half a ago? Couple of, yeah, it's in its third week now, I think. Okay, so I'm watching it two weekends after it had, had was released, and it, the theater wasn't packed by any means, but there was, you know, Enough, about yeah. three different groups in there yeah. of people, of families and stuff, and it is a family movie. Yeah, that's the thing about the Marvel movies. They are family. You can go take your families to them, and hearing the families enjoy them together, that was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, and you know, it was a little annoying because you know some of them were talking to each other, but it was still kind of like, oh, like these families are into these movies and they can all talk about them. Yeah, and there's something for everyone usually. Yeah, obviously this one is for the younger girls in the family. But there is still usually something for everyone. And, you know, next to me, there is this family. And um, when Tessa Thompson comes on, like one of the older guys was like, who is that again? And like the little girl was like, that's Valkyrie. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, this, she's like really into this. Yeah. You know. Um, so like, and that's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. You know, but I feel like. There could have been, I don't know. I mean, obviously the movie's not doing super great, but like, and who knows what all the reasons are, but I do feel like, you know, maybe people didn't know this was like, hey, take your, you know, Mm, daughters to come see this necessarily. Yeah. Even though the poster has three girls on it and, you know, whatever, it's still like, I don't know. I it just, just, it just, yeah. it wasn't super clear. Yeah, I think what's what has to be celebrated definitely one of the positives was the amount of female voices, both in front and behind the camera, 
I mean, um, I think that the story editor um, wrote the script for this. The story editor from WandaVision, who was, you know, who's a female, wrote the script for this. There's, you know, the the director is a woman. There's lots of very great steps forward. When you think of, was it Endgame or was it Infinity War? Where they had the, like, all the women kind of ended up together fighting. Endgame. Yeah. And it was like, oh please, <laughs> this yeah, this doesn't feel good at all. To see that, like, yeah, we've made progress, but there's still that self congratulated like pat on the back, like the opening Marvel, you know, like studio logo thing, in the MA whatever or the clips of the film. There, it's all the women. Yeah, it's kind of like, see, we we make films about women now, and it's yeah. like. Yeah, so Not, is everybody else. Like, <laughs> it, yeah. you shouldn't be kind of congratulating yourself. You should just doing do the minimum. it. Yeah, yeah, you should just do it and not like point out that you're doing it. Yeah, because there's been a lot of Twitter discourse about it, and you know, people are like, "Oh, the sexist won't let the Marvels be good." And someone's like, "Barbie made over a billion dollars this year." It's not. Yeah, exactly. It this. It's not because we we don't like it because it's female led. It's because it's not a very good film. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And this is the pro, you know, and that's not everybody. I understand that, you know, I've been looking at a lot of reviews on Letterboxd and a lot of people feel kind of similar. Like, I just wish it would have been better. You know, I wish that yeah. more time and effort had been taken to make it a better film. Yeah. And it's not, and it's not necessarily a terrible movie or anything. Like, no. it is fun. It is, there's lots of good, fun, stuff in the movie um the singing place was pretty great yeah i did think that was really funny um but you know on one level it did i i and i'm not saying this as like a knock to the movie or anything i'm just i'm using it to describe the way the movie felt to me it felt like a spy kids movie you know, and when I saw Spy Kids when I was like 12, I loved the movie. Yeah. I thought it was great. You know what I mean? So it's like now as a 33-year-old, I'm not like that into that kind of vibe yeah. anymore. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it It is a hard thing to juggle for Marvel when you're like you're making a movie for – because most of their movies I think were made for like a – teenage boy audience or like a you know young adult man audience and now they're still trying to hold on to that a little bit but then but then this one is obviously targeted towards like teenage girls and it's like okay well pick one or the other yeah i don't know yeah i think this is you don't have to have a film that is appeals to everybody exactly but that, like, I think that's what yeah, they're, that's trying they're trying to do. To, is like, is definitely they're trying to, to, instead of just like completely embrace making a movie for young girls or for women, they're just like, oh, we still got to have something for the boys. But then it like balances out weird and it doesn't, yeah. it's not, not, doesn't come out great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I knew that it was like the, yeah, it's just, there's, there's not really a story to it though. You know, there's not like a, a tangible thing to kind of to keep it moving which is a real shame because the person who plays the villain um is it zowie 
Zowie Zowie Ashton. Yeah, I really I've she was in a um a British kind of um sitcom called Fresh Meat and I love that and she was so good in it. Um yeah. and she I mean she's a wonderful actress. But the character is just so one-dimensional. There's nothing there for her to do. Yeah. You know. I did um, like her in this. I thought she was yeah. pretty good. But again, it was like I I didn't really have a problem with that once I kind of went into the mindset of like I'm watching a kids action movie. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it could, then it was like it was fine. I didn't need more from that character. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, because, like, if, I don't know. Like, if this was animated, would that matter? Mm. You know what I mean? Would mm-hmm. it? I don't know. I mean, it probably does. This, there's some debate there. Some filmmakers out there are like, animation is film. <laughs> you know, but. And, you know, I don't know. It's like, there's also an argument of, like, you don't have to water things down for kids. Like, yeah. like kids should be able to just, you know. Uh, get the depths and complexities of uh of life, or not necessarily get, but be able to watch them and try to interpret them. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't know. <laughs> My, I think the biggest thing when I walked away from this, I was like, why was it that I didn't feel like fulfilled in that film? Why didn't I feel, like enjoy it? And I think because the opportunity was there to make a really interesting film and it was missed. When you think about my favorite, one of my favorite Marvel films is Civil War. It's with a lot of people, you know. Yeah. But it deals with a very complex issue of like, are these people trying, like, are they hindering or helping in the long term? Like, as like this spectacle looks really great on screen, but all these lives have lost, like, it's destroying, like, country, blah, 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 blah. And that was a really interesting angle to kind of see that film through here we could have had a really deep interesting story about hero worship about miss marvel kamala khan being obsessed with captain marvel and seeing that she's not as great as she thought she was and like having to come to terms with that for both characters it just was like it just wasn't there they kind of started setting the foundation and then it was just like whatever yeah well it could be that it could be that um that's the direction they wanted to go in, and then executives got cold feet. And yeah, like no, we can't. We yeah, can't she, put. She's got to be good all the time. Yeah, because I because I was watching the Kevin Smith Mark Bernardin discussion on the movie, and Mark was like saying that, uh, you know, why not? Like, first of all, I I didn't like the opening scene of the movie, mm. and and he was saying the same thing, but because the opening scene just. I don't know. It just felt unnecessary. Like I didn't need that. Yeah. And uh, but he was saying like, why not open the scene with Captain Marvel destroying the yeah supreme intelligence or whatever on yeah. the planet and show it like painting her as a villain like right off the bat yeah. so that you get why the villain is like motivated. Yeah. Yeah. The the pacing and the editing of this film is all over. Like you said, with that opening, you get the opening. And it's like, oh, what's happening? And then it's like, everyone's back to normal. There's no explanation. We get a little bit of exposition of what happened. Like a little bit of explanation, exposition, kind of this is what is going on. Then it starts happening again. 
while they're still telling them what's happening. And it, it feels very disjointed. I'm, I don't know why that couldn't have been combined. Yeah. You know, and like for the villain, about halfway around, I was like, what are they trying to achieve? You know, what? Yeah. What are they trying to stop them doing? When they're trying to come up with a plan and like, oh, he's gone to the, oh, she's gone to the, the world with the where they sing a lot. I was like, but why? Because of the water? But why, why does she need water? Yeah. And then eventually that's given to you. But I'm just like, I'd, there wasn't enough there for me to be like, right, this is what's happening. Okay. You know? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It doesn't matter, does it? The story doesn't matter. The characters Yeah, exactly. Matter. It's like, you know. Just need to get to the team. end. Yeah, so that Rambo can go into a different universe. Yeah. So what are the positives? <laughs> yeah, so the positives were the amount of women involved. Is great. Hopefully oh, that continues. Already. Yeah. I've kind of been touching on them as we've been going. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the the person that plays Monica Rambo, Tiona Paris, I think is the best of the three. Yeah. I could have watched her just on screen as the main superhero the whole way through. I thought she was really good um, in the emotional scenes. Like, she looked the part, you know, kicked ass. Yeah, Definitely. she was great. Yeah. Um, it may be because Brie Larson just doesn't look like she knew, knows what's going on most of the time. <laughs> like, sometimes she's really good. And then there's yeah. other times where I'm like, this is like... Like YouTube acting bad. Mm, yeah. I just don't understand. I don't know. There was a point at the beginning where she's kind of looking at a big map that gets blown up. And it's like the most exaggerated kind of wide-eyed staring I've ever seen. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> what is happening? You know? Um, and I know that a lot of people love Kamala Khan. I am not one of those people. I think on, on our notes, I've put, is she annoying or enduring? Because she's really annoying. <laughs> I thought she was really good. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, liked I her family she's... a lot. I thought they were fu quite funny. Yeah. Even though I was like, why are they going to the space station? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Like, why? But, the, I mean, there's some good jokes in there. And I like the, you know, her brother texting and being like, uh, we're going up, we're going down, I don't know. But we're going to a space station. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did laugh once, which, you know, is good. Do you know when she's falling from the sky and Monica goes up to save her and then she like crashes to the floor and it turns out that it's Captain Marvel. And if you're like, oh, it's all good, it's just Carol. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was pretty great. I like that line. Um, um, I'm trying to think of other positives from the film. Did you like the cats? The killer no. cats? No? No. Again, more time spent on the cats than any kind of character development. Mm, yeah. Which... Well, the family behind me loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm was, sure. like, cracking up the whole time. I'm sure my daughter would have liked it, too, you know? Yeah. But it, it was the same old thing where... So, everything that it eats doesn't die. Exactly. Yeah, I guess not. It just stores it. Okay. My, but then did we get a scene where it's barfing them all up i don't think we did no i mean not the the like the villains that he ate oh wait well he ate villains but i thought they were eating all the people to transport them but yeah they were but i mean just in general i mean was it did the cats know not to like chew <laughs> was it just like a 
Okay, you're going to shrink down and then just sit in my belly. I don't know. Who cares? We could have got a scene. We could have got a scene with all the people inside the cat hanging out. Yeah, just like a really gross kind of yeah close up. Yeah, yeah, that would have been fun. I would have laughed at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, just so we know. know they're alive. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Because like, if you're a kid watching that, I feel like you wouldn't. You might not catch like, oh, these cats are eating all the people to transport them. Because then we don't even get a scene where the cats like barf everyone up, do we? Unless I just completely. There's one or two in the one of the cats throws up in the like transport, and there's like the few people kind of come out, and it's kind of getting full when they land. But that's okay. that's kind of it. It's, that's it. Yeah, there's like a little bit of. Other cats can store us. We can fit more cats in an escape pod than we can humans. Yeah. And that's it, you know. But then again, huh. it's, you know, it's just like, it's just lucky coincidence. It's like, oh, we found these brain things. Oh, the cats. Good. We need a thousand cats to transport these people. That worked out well. Yeah, yeah. Cool. You know, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, the other thing that got a big thumbs up from me was seeing Kelsey Grammer back. Uh, Kelsey Grammer. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was cool. But it's I was the same but, actor. Yeah, but at this point, I was like, I don't really mind. Like, this is really cool and everything, but I don't want to see characters that have died come back to save the franchise. <laughs> you know, I don't want to see Iron yeah. Man. I don't want to see Captain America, unless it's Captain Carter. I don't. Like, don't go the route that I think they're gonna go. Well, you're gonna see Captain America, but it's gonna be. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. Sam Falcon. Yeah, yeah. Um, Captain Falcon. Yeah. Really, but... <laughs> Captain Falcon America. Sam. Um, <laughs> Uncle Sam. <laughs> yeah, Captain Uncle Sam. I think it goes back to my big problem the last few years, really, which is it's just getting too big. It's too unruly. There's too many pieces on the board for me to really care about any film. I mean, Shang Chi, I really liked, but we're not going to see him again. Like, when is the next time we're going to see Shang Chi? You know? Yeah, I don't know. And it's you know all these payoff that won't come back. Because yeah, the only. I'm, I sat there in the cinema and I was like, I just really want to see another Spider-Man film. <laughs> That's what I need. And there's not been one announced. You know, they keep pushing them. But I mean, next year there's only one film now. So I would maybe hazard a guess that we might get a Spider-Man film at the end of the year. Yeah. Because they're not going to announce it yet. But Yeah, but I mean, we're kind of spoiled. We yeah. are, we are. But it's... You know, we I think back to when we did our um what, No Way Home. Uh-huh. I always forget the, the cadence of the No Way Home thing, and we were just so hyped. And I feel like by the time the next one comes out, I'm just gonna be so tired. It's you know, you can't I mean, what Captain Marvel came out in twenty nineteen. Nineteen. So relatively, I mean four years is not you know, relatively quite quick. And already people are just like, I don't care. Yeah. You know. Well, the thing is, uh, Kevin and Mark were talking about this too. Like, Captain Marvel 
came like was just insanely well positioned. Like it came out between came out um we got Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. And at the end of Infinity War, everyone dies. Yeah. And the the post credit scene is Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, he's about to fade away and he picks up the little calm thing and it's got the Captain Marvel logo on it and he sends the signal and he dies. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Captain Marvel's yeah. coming. We <laughs> we don't know this character yet, but obviously she's going to play a big role in the next one. Almost a whole year passes and we get Captain Marvel in like March. Yeah. And then Endgame in, I think, May or April. Mm. Mm. And so like... Of course, everybody flocked to go see Captain Marvel. Of yeah. course, it made it so much like that's ex- where you positioned it. Yeah. You know, so, but I mean, again, they were also talking about how the marketing was a lot better. Like, you remember the trailer? It was like, we need her. And then it was like it turned into an O. Yeah. Yeah. A hero. Yeah. Know, a her, a hero. <laughs> and like, but it was still like, and then it, and it like showed her as a young girl and like the little, like racing in the yeah. car crash and then growing up to be a pilot and like, but there was just, it didn't seem like there was any of that like push for this one. No. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I know, you know, I know that you put on the notes, there's some, obviously, the writer's strike has caused, and the actor's strike has caused a problem with that because they can't promote it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they so can't promote it. The actors yeah. can't be out there. Like Kamala, the girl who plays Kamala Khan, could have been out there on you know the Disney shows like promoting it, but she's not. Yeah, know. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like no, it's unfortunate all around, but it is. But I don't think that necessarily that is contributing to the failure of this film. I think it's the, like you said, the weak um, publicity around it. You know, it's, it's come out again. It's come out to, it's not a Thanksgiving film and it's not a Christmas film. It's come out, you know, a month before that. Um, It's, this is the, because it's not the summer's over. We've had our summer blockbusters, the Christmas, like the festive stuff and the, um, and the Oscar contenders are coming out in like a month. Realistically, you know, this is like the waste pit. This is like who releases a film yeah. now, you know? Well, yeah, exactly. And then also you've trained your audience to know that it's going to come out on Disney Plus. Yeah, it'll six be months. before Christmas. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. and then on top of that, your last few movies weren't great. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've let us know we don't, we don't, it's not essential to go to the cinema to see a Marvel film anymore because Ant-Man wasn't spectacular. Um, Black Panther wasn't super great. No. Uh, Thor was awful. Yeah. It's like now everybody's just like, well, I guess we don't. Yeah. I guess it's over. And then, yeah, it's just, it's like the first one was positioned in the best place. This one was positioned in the worst place. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Behind all of these other films that weren't doing great, like if the film, if you if you made it more of an essential watch, then maybe mm-hmm. people would come watch it. But, but then, but none of them are anymore. I feel like exactly that's Endgame was so defining as a movie, like as an end to the arc. 
that now it's it's they're stuck in this weird period where it's like we need to quickly ramp up the stakes again, but we need to introduce all these new characters to kind of move forward. I mean, are we ever going to see the Eternals again? Who knows? It, like, this is it. It's, we've jumped too quickly. You know, everyone has to have their own film. I don't know why we, you know, I don't know why we couldn't have more people as like in other films. Like Doctor Strange managed to do it quite well, where they had Wonder in it as well, and kind of like you know, finished two characters arcs in a way. Yeah, you know, but we had problems with that because obviously Sam Raimi was restrained to the maximum extent. Extent, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just. I feel like the stakes aren't there. I'm not being. You know, I'm not rewarded for being a, a viewer anymore. Yeah. So my question to you, I know that, you know, we've talked about this a lot and it's been a bit of a, a bummer of an episode, but where would you go from here? If you were given Kevin Feige's hat and you were head of the MCU, what would you be focusing Ooh. on for the next few years <laughs> in terms of, you know, what to, not to save it necessarily, but just to, you know revitalize a little bit well i think the obvious thing like the the thing with all of the mcu green lights 12 spider-man films yeah i think that's what i would do (laughs) but you know not just because i love spider-man but also in the arc of the you know the whole thing leading up to endgame they introduced peter parker as like the next Iron Man, like the yeah. next guy to lead everyone. Yeah. You know? Um, and you, and, and Iron Man is kind of the, he's the thread in all of those films that you're like, where's his story going next? Yeah. You know, you need that person. So I would make that person Spider-Man for the next leading up to all the other Avengers movies where he's leading, he's the team leader. Yeah. Um, Introduce a character that can uh, be the next one, after you know, to succeed him after he's gone. Yeah. Um. So that you can have that thread again, you need you need some kind of thread to hold on to to kind of tie them all together. Um. I don't know who that next character would be after Spider Man. I think it could be. I mean, it could be Wolverine. You know, you could yeah. like introduce Wolverine as it would be weird, but introduce yeah. him as like a young kid, yeah, or something. Or it doesn't even have. He could be the same well, age, but he we, could still be like he could still need to like, you know, he's a loner kind of character, so he could need to he needs to learn to be a leader, and Spider Man could kind of teach him how to be that. Yeah, you know, they could have like a little rivalry going on. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, yeah, and then he leads them for the next big chunk. But, like, because everybody loves Wolverine. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I just remember while you were talking, two more things that I liked about the film. Okay. If that helps. Um, And this is kind of leading on to what you were saying here. But the first is that it happens off-world. So there's the stakes are a lot more personal and not like the world's going to blow up. Because it's right. like, okay, we've seen that already. This is like a very personal story that like you've got kind of drawn into. Thumbs up, better. The second is setting up the Young Avengers. Mm. Yeah, which, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, which I I did. Yeah, I was up for that. I'm like, okay, this is good. 
you know. But the chances are it's going to be another TV show. Itll be six episodes and yeah. forgotten about. True. That but would be unfortunate. This is it. Like, if it's New York, like, who's been a young Avenger? Uh, Spider-Man. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who's in New York that we know? Uh, Kingpin. Right. Like, this is, you know, it's all kind of, again, leading on to what we were saying about where we'd take Spider-Man is that set it street level, you know, a bit more mobster versus the good guy. But see, I'm thing. sure it's a lot more complicated because they yeah. don't own it. Yeah. No, I'm sure. You know, even if... Yeah. I'm sure. And it's it's tough. I think the TV shows definitely that have worked the best have stayed grounded. You know, WandaVision was very, like, personal. I quite liked Hawkeye as a series. I thought that was, like, entertaining, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that's kind of where I would... Go and just let directors have more free reign over it. Yeah. You know, I, I accept that not everyone is going, not every film is going to make you know five hundred million dollars. Be like, okay, this one will do a little bit of a lower budget, but we'll let the director kind of have a bit more fun. And this has got like, I don't know, the dynasty, whatever it's going to be called, the Kang Dynasty is like that's our tempo. We need to make sure that this is kind of. Where like we need to start and end here, yeah. but they're swallowing up all these great directors. You know, I thought the tides were turning with Taika Waititi with Ragnarok, but then Love and Thunder is just like even he's given up. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. you know it's not none of it's there. And and Nina uh, Nia De Costa um, got really good reviews for Candyman, the horror film she made a few years ago. Um, and I think I was reading earlier that she wasn't even invited to the premiere. Like, she wasn't there, and she hadn't been invited to the premiere of this film. She So she did Candyman, and she did what else? Um, I think Candyman is, like, the big film that kind of launched her. You know, she's done a few, like, independent films that I haven't really heard of. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of these up-and-coming directors that um, definitely could have had a big thing. I and mean, this is just, like, a terrible experience for them. <sighs> yeah. Um. Who knows? Wait, she, she wasn't even at the premiere for this film. I, I was reading it on. No, she was. She, it was her birthday on the same date, and she didn't realize that the premiere was the same day until the day of when they. She wasn't at the premiere, basically. And she did. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I wonder if the premiere was even a big deal. I don't know. Probably not. I mean, if the the actors can't go, can they? Oh yeah, I guess yeah. So, um, and the other, I mean, I did read as well that she kind of left the edit as well while they were editing it. She was kind of like, "Okay, I'm done now," which doesn't spell <laughs> that you had a great time <laughs> if you're not yeah. willing to see it through to the very end, you know. But they know what I mean. I'm sure that the stipulations for what they can and can't do is rigorous and you can't just go and make the film that you want to make you need to make yeah is it worth to sell yeah is it worth the the fight that it would take (laughs) no you know i think it's the same with because edgar wright was supposed to do the first ant-man and then left the project i think you know he's spoken outwardly that they just wouldn't 
let me be creative. Yeah. What's his name? The guy that's in the bear, the actor, the main actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw some stuff that he was, he was just saying that, uh, <laughs> it's crazy how when you're like on your way up, people are like, when are you going to do a Marvel thing? Yeah. And he's like, why is that like the, mm-hmm. the standard now for yeah. success? Like, yeah. And so he like apparently took a meeting and with some Marvel people and he was like, why should I do your film? Yeah. And they were like, F you. And he was like, all right, bye. Yeah. <laughs> like you should want to do our film. Mm. Like they don't want to have to fight for anybody. No. no. Like you either do it or you, you're out. It's a mess. But I mean, they're getting people in and people are doing it. I mean, Fantastic Four, apparently, you know, Vanessa Kirby, who was really great in Mission Impossible, is going to be Sue Storm and Pedro Pascal is going to be Mr. Fantastic. Wow. (sighs) So it's like, well, everyone, you know, everyone's going to be swallowed up to do mediocre films. Yeah. Can they do a good Fantastic Four movie? I mean, before, I mean, it's like, I I don't know how they they keep doing well with the Spider-Man movies. So like that gives yeah. me hope, but yeah, like I think yeah, I like I like to think that with the Spider Man movies they're staying closer to the characters on the page because I really love the yeah. comics. So maybe that's I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to think of a Spider Man movie that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know the the most damning thing that I'm going to say about the Marvels is a statistic. So there was a 79 percent drop in its second week in viewing figures. Yeah. Um, Morbius only had a 74% drop. Still pretty close. Pretty <laughs> to close. The same. Um, but and it won't reach 100 million domestically. That's, that is kind of crazy. Yeah. So it won't break even. Yeah. Wow. But it's okay. Disney will get a tax break. So everybody wins. Yeah. <sighs> The bit these studios just get too big, dude. Like yeah. just hearing about all the stuff with Warner Brothers is like wild. Mm-hmm. Like they're just they're just uh yeah not dropping finishing films. films. Yeah. yeah, just to get the and it's like and it shouldn't even be legal. No, it shouldn't be. No, it's not. Yeah, it's it's criminal. It's gross. Oh dear. Uh, it's a real shame. It's a real shame. But just, you know, we're an audience that has diverse tastes. Let the directors do their own thing. Like, throw some caution to the wind. You know, these are the... You look at it, it's like Shang-Chi, The Eternals, this. You know, these were films that we re- that really you could have let loose a little bit. Because yeah. there was no... Not that many people there ready and waiting for these movies to come out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just let them be free. Yeah, if you do something that's like fresh and different, people might be like, oh, you got to go see this. Yeah. But they won't. Oh, well. Anything else you want to uh, mention before we wrap it up? I don't think so. I think I said everything. And thank you if you've stuck with us to hear us kind of run through. We. 
you know, we were big fans of the MCU. I can remember when we lived together in, not together, but when we lived in Texas, we went to go and see quite a few together. Yeah. You know, and like talked about it a lot and was excited for what was coming. And um, and I think like a lot of people, you just, it's just tiring. You know, if the content's not there anymore or the enjoyment, you start to dwindle and, and lose interest. Um, yeah. Which is a shame. Completely forgot just looking through on Letterboxd, like films produced by Marvel Studios. Completely forgot about Moon Knight. Moon Knight was good. Yeah. I liked Loki a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just trying to fill it with some more positives. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. that will bring us to the I end mean. of um, this part of the show. Um, do you want to guess what we rate it on Letterboxd? Sure. Uh, I'm going to say you rated it two. I'm going to say you rated it three. You're correct. You are correct. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so predictable. <laughs> Just like the Marvels. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh... <laughs> it's okay. It's just Carol. Still, probably <laughs> one of the funniest lines in an MCU for quite a while. Uh, um. So I know what you're about to ask. What are we watching next week? Yes. Uh, I don't know, but <laughs> I'm gonna do what you did that one time. Oh yeah, where you just pick a year and then I'll see which film pops up that I haven't seen or that we both haven't seen. Oh, so much pressure. Um, I'm going to say 1977. 1977. It's Star Wars. I've never seen it. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Next week. (laughs) Just kidding. All right, so what I'm doing here is getting on Letterboxd. And Lewis has picked 1977 as the year. Yeah. So I just go to films, 1970s, 1977. I'm going to see the first film that neither one of us have seen. I am, is, Have you seen Suspiria? I have seen Suspiria. Ah, shoot. We okay. can do Suspiria. Though. I haven't watched it for a very long time. Um... Well, let's let's keep going. You've seen Eraserhead, I'm sure. Yeah. I've seen Eraserhead. House? I've seen House. What about Three Women? Ooh. No, I've never seen Three Women. Uh Robert Altman. Hey, hey. Here we go. Um Shelly Duvall. Plus a great film to watch after the Marvels cuz it's called Three Women. <laughs> Man, it's like we planned it. That's brilliant. <laughs> All right. um, Well, let's do that then. Cool. That'll be next week. Cool. Cool. So that brings us to the end of the show. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Film Church Radio. And you can follow us individually on Letterboxd. Brandon is at Selman Scope. And I'm at Walker Lewis 3007 to keep up with what we've been watching. We also have all of our back episodes streaming on all good podcast platforms. So please leave us a rating and review. So if you like the film, if you didn't, and what you picked for us to watch in the future. Thank you so much for being here, and we hope to see you next Sunday for more Film Church Radio. The only thing left to say is... Stop running and let the kittens eat you. You will be fine. Amen. Amen. Amen.